0: Welcome back to A Bevy of Bloods for Round 9 of the 2023 season. In this episode, we go over Frio um, and how they gave the Swans and Us fans a dose of reality as our injury curse continues. In this episode, the wonderful Jules and I bring some realistic optimism to the table, so fluff up your tail feathers and settle in for a potentially biased yarn about all things to do with our beloved Bloods. <laughs> Okay, Swans fans, I welcome back to the schedule before her curfew to provide us with some breakthroughs. Welcome back, Jules.
1: Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me. Great to be back.
0: Good, good. Always happy to have you here. Um, And just before we kick into the main thing. I want to ask everyone out there who listens to the potty um, to make sure you like and uh, subscribe or follow on whatever medium that you see us in. It does make a big difference to our podcast. I've mentioned before that it's there's very limited good swans content out there, so make sure to, to what do you call it? Uh, support your provider or of, of swans information wherever they are. So thank you for that, and thank you to the ones that have already. We do see that and very much appreciate it. So on to the game details. Last Saturday, our Sydney Swans were defeated by the Fremantle Dockers by seventeen points, with a final score of thirteen eight eighty six to sixteen seven one hundred three. So, Jules, please take it away. What were your first impressions?
1: Well, Steve O said in the preview to this game that if we didn't get up against Frio, that it was going to be a somber chat.
0: <laughs> so yep. here we are. <laughs> we are here.
1: Yeah. So look, uh, that game felt like a tipping point for both sides who were pretty equally poised going in, uh, but we were the, the ones on the losing side of the ledger and we've now registered six defeats from our last seven games, um, slipping down the ladder to 14th place. So uh, things things could be better, I think. Um, is probably the simplest way of putting it.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. I've got next to me what I can only describe as a schooner of red wine to get through this chat. <laughs> uh, it is a it is a somber chat, um, but what I want to just request of everyone out there that's listening in is that we're going to take this opportunity, as we said in the intro, for a bit of realistic optimism. As you mentioned, there's injuries. Um, we've slipped off down the ladder um, and uh, we've beaten, we, so we lost against some teams that we should have beaten. Now, it's an opportunity for us to kind of just get through it, right? So, absolutely,
1: yeah. Let's
0: just talk it through. Let's be open. Remember, fans, we're all we all love the blood, so we're allowed to uh, support them in any way we see. So, mate, one thing that I wanted to just point out quickly, um, and it's something that I felt was kind of telling of, of the situation, is that on the way after the game, on the way out, we're in the the tunnel and the chase just outside of where the boys would walk out of on their way out to the Hall of Industries. Um, and we did notice that Haywood was coming out, and when he was coming out, he was in absolute hysterics like he was he was in tears he he wasn't crying at the time, but you could see that he was pent up. um his body language was really rough. he was like hunched over he was his hands was in his chest, he looked devastated. Like an absolute shell devastated yeah. exactly. So you know they're hurting. Right, We know that they care about every bit of this. Um, And so just to kind of acknowledge for a second there that the effort in the last few weeks have been superb. We haven't got it done on the scoreboard, but the boys are doing as best as they can right now. So let's just get into a bit of that. Um, As we're moving down, Jules, good, bad stats, things that you saw, what things that you want to kind of flag out for the game?
1: Yeah, look, I I just want to reiterate what you've just said. I mean, as as we've seen the last few weeks, we've been basically cleaned out of our tools. The defence has been wiped out for a few weeks and we're running on empty, you know, in the forward line now as well. So there was some fantastic work done by a lot of our our young guns. I mean two particular call outs that I'm sure we'll get into later, uh, being Errol and Chad particularly. Um, You know, we were pretty soundly beaten by bigger bodies all over the ground, but there were quite a number of those sort of shining lights particularly coming from our from, from our young guns.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree with all of that. Um, Chatty and Gordon, as we'll get through in the Bob Medal, were superb. And and there was light. There was, you know, we saw some really good moments from Heaney. Um, we saw some great moments from Francis, and we'll get into a bit of that. And but all in all, um, if we look at the the rough side of the ledger, we were beaten pretty soundly in the center. Uh definitely for clearances, stoppages. Um, I can just kind of quickly go over them. I think it was uh, 55 to 29 hit-outs in their way. So Darcy had an absolute field day with Hickey coming back from injury. Um, Tore Jesus. Everyone was excited about having Jesus back. but he didn't didn't turn water
1: into wine, unfortunately.
0: No, that's my job to do that right (laughs) now. But, but, uh, yeah, clearances, they were up plus 13. uh, Centre clearances, plus 11. So just... Really not a, really not a convincing game from the centers there. Darcy just kind of had an absolute field day, and that kind of allowed them to just run with it, didn't it? Like it felt like they were sometimes just walking through the center.
1: Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, look, Dar- Darcy far out. He is a sensational yeah. player, um, and to have the luxury of a ruckman like that who um, you know absolutely dominated the hitouts to then have luke jackson be able to swing up forward have <laughs> three goals of his own six score involvements i mean uh, our, our poor our, our poor defenders like they just had absolutely no chance um, when you see massive uh luke jackson coming towards you like that so um the effort the effort was was certainly there but those those two big men had an absolute day out for frio
0: yeah yeah no doubt and uh, the other thing that I kind of noticed as well their pressure was really good, especially on the outside and we were run down I, I'm, I, I oh, think I lost count. I'd say like eight or ten times would be my guess
1: I, I tried I tried to count and I couldn't I couldn't keep up with it. it was it, and I was thinking you know is that is that an awareness thing? is that not is that teammates yeah. not calling out you know or not, not knowing how long? You know you've got the I mean the amount of rundowns um, and then not to mention you know the ones that just their disposal was affected you know by the pressure. Um, I think both sides for the, a lot of the game actually had uh, the elite pressure rating um, again. Mm. so the FDF the effort was certainly there, but Frio brought it big time.
0: Yeah, and like I started trying to count them and started writing them down, mm. but I kind of gave up uh, a while. And these are the names that I wrote down. And these are names you wouldn't imagine would get run down because they're some of the quicker guys and the guys that use their feet pretty well. Ollie, Papley, Lloyd, Fox. Mm. Those were the consecutive rundowns that I saw before I just kind of gave up and got frustrated at watching it. Those guys arguably don't really get caught. So they weren't, yeah, I don't know whether it's awareness thing, as you said, or definitely wasn't their teammates screaming it out because the rest of the crowd bloody well was. <laughs> uh, so I don't know what happened there for them to have not that awareness, but it was pretty frustrating. It was pretty frustrating to watch.
1: Yeah, yeah, ap- ap- absolutely.
0: Look, the other thing that I was kind of frustrated at, and I think it's been a little bit of a, of a thing on our season, was the just dropping it on the heads of our forwards. And we just didn't – we just aren't designed that way. Um. And it seemed like they had a bit of a bit of a field day. We weren't able to get it to ground a lot of the time in order to make anything of it. Um, Papley's been really dangerous in the ground in his career, as you can imagine. Mm. Knocking on the ground, he picks it up. As I said last week, like a velociraptor, he's freaking onto <laughs> it. But yeah, he's just he's not himself, and we'll get, we'll talk about it in a little bit. We suspect there's some injuries there. Yeah, well, it was it, it was interesting in.
1: actually because uh, Fremantle started like that. And then they hit the reset button on their entries mm. in, in, into their forward 50. Because they actually had, um, we were soundly beaten um, in the inside 50s, particularly in the first quarter. And they, you know, they, they, didn't, they didn't make it count. But they heard whatever the coach was telling them um, and came back and, and started to deliver, deliver it, you know, much more cleanly and sensibly um, into, their forward, into their forward 50, which we unfortunately didn't adjust um, mm. to, which was a real shame. Um, because when you've got Buddy Franklin there waiting and he's struggling and you're delivering it to him like that, you're not exactly giving him every opportunity. So it was a shame.
0: Yeah, definitely. And just to point out the your, your point there, uh, Mark's inside 50. 12 for them, 6 for us. Yeah, ouch. Only 6. 6 inside 50, <laughs> Mark's. That's not great at all. And our season average is about 11, so just well down, yeah, well, yeah, well, well, well yeah. down.
1: Yeah, delivery is everything. Yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah, especially when you don't have forwards that are really firing off. Um, exactly, it's it's pretty bloody well important. So I don't know. Where, where do we take it from here? I mean, let, let's try to get something going on here. What were your ferret moments of the game?
1: Well, we looked really good early, really lively. Um, Logan McDonald had that sensational opening goal of of the game. <laughs> what was amazing actually was. Um, he brought the ball to ground initially in a two-on-one aerial contest, before then jumping to his feet, sprinting inside fifty, and then, and then Buddy kicking, kicking it to him beautifully as Buddy does. Yeah. Um, that was a real highlight, and um, you know, unfortunate you know to see Logan go down pretty soon after that. But really showed what he's capable of and just that game awareness, um, you know, to, to you know to to bring it to ground um, and to give that second bite of the cherry, so to speak. Um, there were a couple of really good minutes leading into third quarter time, mostly inspired by Errol's brilliance. Um, but with a couple of minutes left in the quarter, Warner made this unbelievable tackle on Luke Jackson. No mean feat <laughs> given the size differential. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, huge. And then Errol picks it up and goals from 45 metres out. Um, and then, you know, with seconds left, um, so, you know, sort of a minute after that, Heaney's then snap goal, shrugging tackles left and right to get the team within 17 points and and in touching distance realistically um, at the last break so that that the couple of big highlights for me
0: yeah beautiful I yeah I remember those spots they they were they were getting people up basically Um, there was another one where um, we had some really good inside uh, 50 pressure and I can't remember who it was that dropped it but what someone from Frio basically dropped it just because their their head was up because there's three freaking guys surrounding them and (laughs) Dropped the ball and in one foul swoop, it bounced. Um, Roe grabbed it and got it on his boot in a step and then kicked it down right down the middle yeah. uh, for his goal. And that, that was, was beautiful. Awesome. And that's, I think, if I'm recollecting, I think that's the third time this season that Roe's been on the end of good forward pressure. Yeah. Um, just been in the right place. Um, I mean, I, I love Roe and I will get into that in a little bit. <laughs> But I just continue to see him just being in the right places and doing really good things just around the ground and just being in the right positioning. Yeah, right? well, it's just no coincidence,
1: right? It's good footy smarts. Um, and he certainly seems yeah. to have that, which is hugely promising.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, I want to get into probably the most important thing that happened at the game, uh, which was the Weagles at <laughs> <Okay>. halftime. <laughs> we- Weagles were, were apparently... The Wiggles were playing. Steve-O was very excited about it all the way. from Yeah, Finland.
1: right. right. Um, <laughs> I heard his five his five minutes. Um, <laughs> I thought he I thought is he is he does he is he an agent or a representative of these guys? Yeah. It was the cell was on big time. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, 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 yeah we got to we got to question his allegiance, but he uh, yeah. Look, they were there. Um, And the kids were happy. So we had a few of uh, the kids around us. You know, parents were bringing them in, especially for a Saturday uh, day game, um, including a baby O'Donnell from the, uh, yeah, from the Donnell family. They were pretty cute. Um, Yeah, they were were cool. But I think on a general sense, outside of the Wiggles playing um, and getting the crowd into it, I I don't know what it was in the rest of the – SCG, and I'd like for someone to tell me, but definitely the O'Reilly stand where we were, I can only describe that the, the crowd as being dry toast. Ooh. There was no excitement, no energy. There was not a whole lot going uh. on, and I, I say this with with love. I say this with love, O'Reilly stand, because I know how much you can get into it, and I can appreciate. That as soon as we got the word that Milsey was out,
1: mm.
0: the season hoodoo yeah, yeah season do c- continued, and there was none in it. And we've got some fantastic fans around us. Don't get me wrong; we know them. They're lovely. You're probably listening today, and I can totally appreciate why they were feeling pretty dry. But it was um, a very somber affair, even during the game. Um, and I don't think that that had that worked too much for the team.
1: No and it was a fairly decent crowd too. Um I was watching from home but it it looked like sort of 3 quarters full. Was that was that about right?
0: Yeah yeah, 29,000. Yeah, okay. So that's not a bad crowd. It's pretty for a good Saturday for sure. Yeah yeah. Yeah.
1: So just they were all there but they're for the wiggles maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah.
0: It's hard it's hard for a 2-year-old to make too much <laughs> yeah. noise outside of wanting food, right? So That's right. Yeah. The- yeah, so that, I mean I also want to kind of address one thing. I don't know, Jules, if you're paying too much attention to social media generally.
1: Yeah, uh, I've gone off it uh, in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Funnily enough, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that you're might not. be. I value my mental health too much. I think
0: <laughs> you're not you're not doing you're not doing yourselves any disservice yeah. to that. But um, the Swans fans out there they're are angry. fighting on the streets. They're angry. Yeah, and they're angry We're at punching each other. Each
1: other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we've forgotten on.
0: that we support the same come team on.
1: yeah <sighs> i reckon yeah there's, there's yeah. a few i think there's a few unfair targets as well in all of that yeah
0: well let's get into that then um horse like yeah. there's a lot of people calling for his head How, what do you see that yeah, again <laughs> How, how do you think about it? What do yeah, you saying? It's, easy,
1: it's e- easy to blame him, isn't it? Um, it's, he's, he's, he's not on the field, right, um, and he's the man behind the curtain, I guess, and when you had a lot of expectation going into the season, which we all did, uh, and, you know, we find them, ourselves in this position where we're three and six um, and we're now two wins off the eight and four wins off the four, the top four, Um I guess, you know, we need to find someone to put some of that blame onto Um, and the coach, you know, is often that person. I don't think it's fair. Um, I'm usually a pretty big defender of of horse. I think he's a magnificent coach and has proven his worth, um, you know, over a really long period of time. And I think, what is it, it, we've missed finals twice in his reign. Possibly this year we will, but, um, you know, he's got an unbelievable record and uh and he he can only he can only uh move around the magnets that he's got and no one could foresee what's happened to us from an injury perspective um this year and um you know he's he's doing his best with the list that he's got and yeah okay. i'm a big defender so
0: but like, I, I agree with all the points you said there. Like, let's let's list out some of the names that horse is missing from the mm. team. Amati, uh, Laddams for this week. Granted, probably a rest. We don't know. Um, so Amati, Laddams, Patty McCartan, of course, Tommy McCartan, Logan McDonald, now Callum Mills, Dane Rampey, Sam Reed, and Maddie Roberts. So you're effectively looking at. A half of the starting twenty-two are injured. Yeah. What do you expect a coach to do with that? And and these aren't small names. And McCartens and Rampy just and Millsy now. Yeah. Let's just start off with those two: the McCartens and Rampy. Is the the bedrock of the team's defense and what we've been famous for for so long.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean. What magnets do you want to swing? Well, and these like, are structural
1: yeah. players, right? Like as you say, like That's these right, are these it? are key position players, and then and then now we're looking at obviously our, our probably our most important and our best player in Mills. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we've only had one of our three captains, you know, out now. <laughs> it's only Mills. <laughs> um, sorry, not Mills. It's only um, Parker. Parker. You know, mm-hmm. no, 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 we haven't had Rampy for weeks, and now we've got, you know. Um, Obviously, Mills is out. So you just look at the – I mean, just look at the the, the captaincy perspective. Um, (laughs) Mm. We're lacking lacking leadership. We're lacking structure. And unfortunately, um, our better players are some of the ones that are going to not just one or two-week injuries but to fairly significant long-term injuries. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, look, so – Swan's fans out there I, I, the term uh, on the social media has been in quotations a true fan right i want everyone out there to just please stop using that term okay <laughs> if you disagree with some, i di- i would if if we met each other and we decided to have a discussion about whether horse uh, was the right coach for us or not i would make you, my point you would make yours but neither of us can be teamed as not a true supporter because we hold a particular position so just be nice out there. It's a toxic environment, social media, at the best of times. And just remember that we're all supporting the same team and we're all trying to find angles to try to get to an end point, which is to try to find a reason a reason within ourselves as to why we're losing. This, we're going through what we're dealing as a denial phase. Mm. Okay. So,
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> sorry, so we're in the mix of that. So let's just and We're in the anger yes, stage Yes, well right and truly,
1: now. I think, right. in the anger stage. Yeah. <laughs>
0: deep in the anger stage right so just be nice to each other recognize that you can have different views and you can argue the same you can argue different points to get to the same end point or whatever and we're all in it together and we all love the team and we just all want the same thing and that's just to kind of come to grips with the way the team is going but i personally jules i'm quite optimistic about where we are I look at that injury list that we just spoke about a second ago and just went through the names there. I can give a good reason as to why we haven't been as competitive this year as we have we wanted yeah. to. And I'm not blaming the GDF hoodoo on it at all. I know that it's the injuries that have done it. Yeah. So especially yep. in those key yep. spots.
1: Yeah, no, really, really, really well said. And I'm, you know, I'm super op- optimistic about the second half of our year. Look, I think we're going to have a tough run, you know, to the bye. Um, but that week off is going to come at a really good time and mm-hmm. we'll rally the troops and we'll start the second half of our season full of op- optimism for what's to come.
0: Yeah, 100%. Dan from Did The Swans Win, who has a Twitter page, is account, I will say page, shows how much of a boomer I am, uh, not quite there yet. But um, Dan from Did The Swans Win is very optimistic. He suggests that we've got a good, strong chance are still making finals it depends on what the the middle eight or middle six churn themselves up a little bit and and we win keep on on, on keep in touch with a, with a couple of t- sneaky wins and the away yep. um get some of these players back from injury you never know what can happen and i appreciate that optimism and i think that's a re- really good standpoint of where he is um and i i don't disagree at all but um i'm a little bit more on the pessimistic side at the moment of Let's swing some magnets. Let's find some position for players. And, yeah, we'll get to that in um, maybe the post game in a second. All right. So let's get stuck back into the game again um, mm-hmm. for the Bob medal. Um, ah, it yes. is our equivalent of the Bob Skilton medal. And we give 3-1 points to the best Swans player in each game with the highest points this week receiving – Oof, I'm trying to think.
1: Wiggles tickets, Wiggles tickets, come on. Done. It's got to be.
0: Wiggles season tickets, does that exist? I don't know. Oh, okay. I mean, front
1: I don't know row. what I,
0: front, front,
1: front, front, front. <laughs> front row, Wiggles tickets. Yep. I'll tell you what, I think, um, I think the players might have heard you and steve talking last week that the winner got, what was that foul? Um, canned oh. fish. Oh, I can't
0: remember how to pronounce I it. I yeah.
1: mean, and didn't even really bother. So now that we've got Wiggles tickets on the table, you know, this yeah. is this is big. This is big time.
0: I mean, Hickey's got like three kids. He, he might be just throwing himself at the contest <laughs> yeah. for this week. Some Wiggles tickets, mate. mate.
1: That's right. That's if right. no
0: one's given Hickey free Wiggles tickets, uh, I don't know what's going on over there at Swans HQ. But, well, <clears throat> okay, so Wiggles tickets for this week. Uh Three, two, one points go to three for Goulden, two for Warner, and one, it's either going to be Rowie or Parker. And Jules and I are going to battle it out to work out which one gets to one point. But for now, let's get straight into Gordon. Jules, what did you see from Gordon's game?
1: Oh, yeah. oh Errol. Oh, Errol. Showing, showing the football world why he is not just a future superstar of the competition but possi- possibly even a superstar of the competition. Um, He was epic in another loss, tallying 39 disposals, 77% efficiency, again using his lethal boot with Mm. 24 kicks, eight clearances, which I'm pretty sure was a swan's high.
0: I think it was, yeah. Um,
1: Yeah, seven inside 50s, two great goals. He also, you know, did all the hard work too, five tackles and 634 metres gained and... Just to put the cherry on top. He almost single handedly kept us in the contest in the third quarter with 15 touches and he got those two goals in that quarter as well. So massive.
0: Massive game. I did get I did run you astray. He came second for clearances. Ah. Only to only to the amazing Rowie, which we'll get into in a second. Okay. But, but yeah, eight clearances uh, amongst all the other stats that you mentioned there. Far out. Like Gordon has kicked himself into the limelight, hasn't he? Like Big time. Ten.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's there, and it's it's this is this he's twenty years old, right? Twenty. Yeah, he's twenty years old, and he's doing it in a losing side. Yes. <laughs> like, talk about leadership. Honestly, it's um yeah, I think everyone's in love with with Errol at the moment. So um yeah, he just he is if if Swans fans want a reason to smile, Aaron, Errol Gordon is your reason
0: hundred percent, hundred percent. And just to add a little bit more into why we should love Errol, um, one of our correspondents, Noddy's uh, not brother, uh, Nugget, um, was actually coming out, uh, out of the stadium, saw Errol, and just had a good chat to him. And from everything that Nugget said, he says, like, Errol was an absolute gentleman, really, really honest about where it stood, and was just a really lovely, lovely guy on the way out. And so if you... Wanted another reason to love him. So it turns out, in person, he's also super, super nice, super lovely, just really well-grounded as you'd imagine him to be. Yeah. So
1: Well done, Errol.
0: Yeah, well done, yeah. Errol. Um, his parents run a fish and chip shop, I understand, around Sydney, so that's something to consider. We could do our Christmas party there. But- <clears throat> <laughs>
1: well, his mum is also a very handy coach. In yes, the- yeah. In the in, in in the female swans team, so um, you know he's he comes from pretty fine pedigree. So yeah. maybe we need more more of Errol's mums mum mum around, possibly. To, Do you reckon she
0: could lace up?
1: I reckon. Yeah.
0: <laughs> At this point, we'll take her.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Why not?
0: Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean that's the second week in a row where Errol's just like, I, I mean, he's been good all season, but this is definitely the second. He's one.
1: lit it up like he yep. was yep. well and above our best player, like yes. well and truly. And uh, look, I think he missed out on the coach's votes of, you know, obviously to the two big men. I think it was um, mm. for Frio, but oh, God, like you know, as I said, in a, in a losing game to 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 stand out like that, um, yeah. Can't say enough. Can't say enough about him.
0: Can't say enough about Gordon. He mm. is. Uh, at what point do we just give him the captaincy? Like, is it next year?
1: Well, there's, there will be a spot, we think, maybe, right? Yeah. yeah depending yeah. on what Ramps, what Ramps does with his, with, with his future. Um, yeah. But it, it, I, I don't see any reason why we wouldn't. Yeah. Although just, yeah. the only one thing would just be the, the pressure element, you know what I mean? Possibly. Yeah. Maybe Brownlow first, then captaincy. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. No, no pressure,
0: pressure, Errol. No pressure. But,
1: yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, he is the darling, um, the absolute apple in the eye of Swans fans. Uh, Absolutely. Amongst yeah. a lot of other players, granted, but he is truly lifted. Um, yeah. Pretty pretty happy to see. All right. Moving on to two points for Chad, the pineapple head, Warner. Uh, Jules, you want to take it away with his game there?
1: Yeah, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty solid game from Chad. I think yeah. we've got high expectations of him, um, but no, he was he was really, really solid. Um, Twenty five disposals, four clearances, thirteen contested possessions, seven tackles, which we can confirm was a team high. Yep, uh, which is huge, and still not hitting the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. Um, one one behind and two score involvements. But I noticed uh, he spent a lot of time in the defensive half, right, quite a bit. Okay. His little uh, heat map um, that I looked at, he was quite a bit um, there and that obviously explains the seven tackles, I guess, um, and 380 metres gain. So he also, you know, did a lot to move move the ball forward as well. So really good game from Chad again.
0: Yeah, I love it. He is – I think he kind of started off a little bit slow, I guess, and just. but now he's starting to get going. He's had really consistent games. Doing what Chad does, he's not quite the explosive run out of the centers that he was last year. I don't know whether it's because he's put on some muscle or, got, or just whatever. Maybe he's a bit sore. I don't know. But he's finding different ways to impact the game. Um, mm. And so that's kind of, for me, really exciting because, if you know, adversity is going to is going to do one of two things it's going to either make the team go down it's either going to make someone feel that they've kind of like they can't progress or they're going to find a different way to compete and it looks like definitely for guys like Roey last year when he just decided to play onto his tackle pressure um Warner this year where he's decided to do like a more rounded game and mm. Gordon where he's kind of doing a bit more uh, defensive as well and then just so happened to get the ball and doing his fantastic thing that kind of adversity and people working them out and then trying to change up their game and learning more skills and applying it yeah. in, at AFL level, far out. Like like I said, at the beginning of the podcast, realistic optimism. We are realistically in a really bad place in the ladder, but don't say nothing about these young players. They are looking very sharp.
1: Seriously, and with Mills, you know, being out for an extended period, these two are going to be needed more than ever. So 100%. let's get behind yeah. them. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep fantastic all right now we go to the one point um that can the 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 contest begins we got ourselves row bottom in my corner and we've got parker in jules's corner so before we start uh the 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 discussion i wasn't going to say fight discussion um pick a side and let's see where we end up jules do you want to flip the coin do you want me to start or do you want to start
1: Look, I'll, I'll I'll say my say my bit about Luke Parker. Um, again, always sets the bar so high. So we, I I I, th- I think I say this every time, but we, I think we take what he does for granted because he yeah. just does it week in week out. Um, Twenty seven disposals, seventy four percent efficiency, two tackles, which is a little bit down perhaps on his usual, but still a good effort. Thirteen contested possessions, six clearances a goal assist and four score involvements, and 409 metres gained. So pretty good effort from Lukey Parker.
0: Pretty good week out. Uh, I will say that I am an enormous Luke Parker fan. I will back this up for my my buddy, Rowie, Um and I know the James Rowbottom fan club out there is big and strong. Um, I would just say 23 disposals for Roey Five tackles versus the two from Luke Mm, Parker. Yep. Uh, Four inside 50s and nine clearances, which was best on ground. uh, Uh. Sorry, equal best on ground with uh, Sean Darcy, of course, who absolutely dominated that. So both players deserving of a lot of love. And just to put it into some, I don't know, some, uh, what do you say, like a... Some basic perspective, the, 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 the what do they call it, that the fantasy points or whatever.
1: Oh, yeah, it's, the AFL fantasy, yeah, yeah. rankings 99 yeah.
0: versus 99 for Rory 101 by Luke Parker. So, basically, Ooh. match to match when they start splitting about hairs,
1: friends. really, isn't it? A little splitting bit, hairs. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: What do you reckon? I, I am more than happy to go down the path of Parker because I felt he had a really good game and I feel bad for Rowie, but. He's got some time to shine definitely in the future. So let's, let's for this week give the one point to Parker and uh, I'll come back harder and harder, faster, bigger, stronger for Roey for next time, if that's fair.
1: Okay. All right. Done. Deal. All
0: right. <laughs> All right. Any special mentions? Any notable mentions of players out there?
1: Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention Jake Lloyd Yeah. again, um, just doing what he does. Um, he was really solid on a really difficult day, um, you know, being in the back six, 24 disposals at 88% efficiency. Yep. So really, really strong. And he kicked a goal too, which is rare for, yep. for Jake Lloyd um, on a on a day where goals were harder to come by and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 457 metres gained. So, you know, he, 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 he sent the ball too. Um, so big honourable mention for him for mine. And I've also mentioned Heaney as well. Um, I think you know he's been one of the one of the, one of the players mentioned by fans and by particular media outlets, um, basically saying that he's you know really fallen from his All Australian status of last year. And look, he has had a tough start to the year, but he's doing what he can, I think, and really showing a lot of effort. Um, 18 disposals for him and those two really critical goals which came he actually kicked the last goal of the third term and the first goal of the fourth which were absolutely critical put us back in the contest um,
0: made us believe made us, believe
1: made us have just that little glimmer that we might mm-hmm. get there um, and I think you mentioned it um, as well for inside 50 tackles
0: that's right and considering we only had nine for the game for the entire team, uh, Heaney effectively with half of those, you cannot question his effort. His effort was there. All right. So he's been a bit of the whipping boy. Um yeah. and, and, and rightly so. At the beginning of the season, he really was off. Uh, but for this last couple of games, maybe three or four games, he's definitely turning it on. Is he the Heaney, the AA Heaney that we've had other years? No. Um, but – I, I Yeah, I, I still think he's doing a really, really good job. And we probably do need to find ways to get him more of the ball. He went quite deep into the forward line um, for the second half, um, in particular the last quarter.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but, yeah, unfortunately we just couldn't get some proper entries in there to make much of a difference. But it is what it is. So, yeah, love love Heaney. I, I still continue to back him up. I, 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 there's some people calling for him to be dropped. I'm oh, like,
1: come on.
0: Come on. Like... <laughs> Do you know how different a VFL is? <laughs> yeah. and, and
1: for who, might I ask, as well? That's, <laughs> who comes that's in? the
0: point. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the point that we're going to get into in the yeah, next section. Like yeah. who follows up? <laughs> I will give an honourable mention um, to. Who we're talking about off air Francis Aaron yeah. Francis. In the team, um, he's been playing at forward in the AFL, uh, sorry, VFL um, this whole season. And he came in at forward when Amati went out to just fill in the spot, basically. And, but it's quite clear that he's very natural in the back line. Oh, yeah. Um, he looks great. He does. He looks really good. Yep. Um, seven one percenters, which I think was. Best on ground. Uh, sorry, it was second only to Gould, Will Gould. Mm. Um, ten intercepts, which was best on ground, and two contestant marks. So Francis, um, look, I I I'm a big fan of Francis. Um, I got really excited when we signed him. We had some Bombers fans me- um, message us to say we're not we won't using him properly. Good luck with him. He's actually a decent player. Mm. So I got quite excited about it. I'm not saying. Uh, Reedy Swingman, what I'm saying is that he's got the capacity to impact the contest at the right time uh, when it's in the air, and I saw that many, many times this week. He went up there two-on-one, put hands on it, got it to ground, spoiled the contest, made sure that he just made an impact in the contest that went our way every time he got in the air and he was close to it. That is something that we've not been able to do outside of a Hickey and a Reedy um so I saw that in Francis and I got quite excited so the more time we see him on the field the 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 more the more natural he might start getting the more he might realize the the structure of the team yeah I'm excited about Francis
1: yeah no I agree with that and he's he's come in you know when the team's been in a bit of state of flux right in terms of the structural makeup and he's just had to kind of fit in you know where he's been asked to and he 100% agree with you I think he's more naturally suited to that sort of more sort of key defender um and showing a huge amount of promise there as well so i agree yeah, yeah beauty mm. uh,
0: I, I, there's plenty like super sam super fan sam is not a fan of francis at all uh and when we're walking out of the stadium i can by the time i got out i think i convinced him okay i think i got him around to be like he's not a forward dude he's a backman. he's just had to play forward and when he's in the back he plays okay and I was explaining all these stats and stuff and he was just like all right fine I, I, I'm not saying that he's a worst player I'll just say that you know he's, he's on the brink and I don't do this I don't disagree I think he's on the brink but um he's doing a job for us
1: well you know, and I tell it. you what I'm I, I think all of us are glad that we recruited him because oh, boy yeah, do we oh. need him at the moment so yeah
0: yeah I will take one more notable um I felt McInerney is back to a decent game. Um, I liked what I saw from him the last two weeks, playing a support role, getting around, get trying to get some possessions. Um, he had only had the seventeen possessions, but those, those wingmen they had to work pretty damn hard in defense to try to get some of those, mm. especially when it's going against us. Um, three one percenters, um, yeah. Uh, how many? Um, yeah, three score involvements. I, I felt that he was pretty pretty good. Um, definitely not close to the top three but in the second tier i felt that his effort was there and last week it was as well yeah. so quick mention of i think
1: it was Breddy, wasn't saying that he felt like his speed had dropped off a bit yeah i feel like it was a little bit back on saturday mm. i don't know he seemed he seemed he seemed to burst you know a bit more, a bit more than what he has done i think that that sort of do we call it a drop when they dropped him for a week was possibly a disciplinary thing I don't really know because it was a bit I found it a bit strange that they dropped him but um, he seems to have whatever it whatever he did for that week you know going back to the twos and getting back to some basics um, I think it helped because I I agree with you he's showing really positive signs and that That sort of lightning quick speed that we're used to seeing from him is starting to come back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's get straight because I I think there's some injuries being carried amongst the team as well. Mm. Uh, So let's get straight into the post game. Um, Post game is when to get into the MRO and injuries and some replacements, (laughs) if we have any. Um, So, straight off the bat, let's get into the injuries. Millsy, uh, we got confirmed yesterday that he's out for anywhere between four to six weeks. And Logan McDonald, um, the jumbo jet, he's out for what looks like eight weeks, so two whole months. Well, that really just continues to curse angels. Eh, like, yeah. What?
1: Yeah. We were joking, we, we were joking before about um, when Frio activated their tactical sub. <laughs> We're I mean, like, what's a tactic? That sounds stuff?
0: like a really good idea, right?
1: <laughs> wow, like, that sounds like a massive luxury. Hang on, you don't.
0: Okay, let me let me just let me just. <laughs> the, the concept is beyond me. Are you allowed to like fill in a player without them having to be horrifically injured?
1: Yeah apparently, it, you know, yeah, apparently it doesn't always happen that within the first five minutes. You have to make a forced substitute. So, but so they, you're saying
0: like McCartan, Paddy McCartan coming out didn't necessarily have to be a yeah. thing. Tommy McCartan coming out didn't necessarily have to be a thing. <laughs> you're saying Millsy coming no. out, Logan coming out, all these things.
1: Yeah, oh. no, you can have this thing called a tactical sub. Right. and Sometimes you might even bring on Nat two-time Brownlow Fife in to just add a bit of spice in the fourth quarter
0: (laughs) i've heard that guy's pretty good
1: how fun right how how, how luxurious oh my god i think swans fans know swans fans know what a tactical sub is but there you go that's apparently what it is yeah tactical sub seems
0: to be of lost in our freaking (laughs) vernacular this year it's not something we're allowed to have um as it turns out football gods don't like that um so yeah i mean we get we just talk about our injuries like you were saying that uh before we started that it seems like the team is trying to outdo each other right like
1: yeah yeah it was like mills oh i'm gonna injure my calf and be around i don't know a month to six weeks on the sidelines with a grade grade two strain logan was like hold my beer (laughs) (laughs) watch watch (laughs) this ankle go I'm going to do an inwards um, medial ankle sprain and possibly be out for two months. Oh, my God. Um, ouch. Yep. And I think, I think you, you, you sort of called it as well what Horse was saying in the post-match press conference was a little concerning, um, that there are a number of players carrying injuries they wouldn't normally be, be playing through, but we're kind of forced to do that. Which is a little bit alarming if you're averaging two players going down a week but you've also got <laughs> players out there that shouldn't be out there.
0: It just really bothers me that you said averaging two players out a week and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's about right. <laughs> I'm like, I did yeah, the math it in my head. In I'm like, yeah, few that's about right. That's yeah. not great. <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, yes, look, all, all word is that like Heaney, Papley, Haywood, Blakey are all carrying injuries. She still working on bone breathing. Bone Bone, bone bruising at the same time. So, and and if you just watch the game, like Buddy's hamstrings don't work anymore. He doesn't bend over. So, we, I mean, even if you have to play with the players off the pitch, you've got a bunch of players on the pitch that are still quite injured that we are mm. just having to get playing. I think you mentioned that Horse was saying if it wasn't for all the injuries we had, we'd give some of these guys a rest, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it. I mean, none of that's going to happen because we don't have players to replace them with, which really gets us into the next part, which is there's been a lot of people calling for heads, right? Everyone's like, oh, you know, Heaney needs to be dropped. You know, Haywood needs to be dropped. Buddy needs to be dropped. Here's a question for everyone out there. Who do you replace them with? Have you been watching our VFL team?
1: Have you been? <laughs> yeah. We're Owen 6 yep. in the VFL. Right? Yes, we are. And did we only kick four goals in the whole game? Yes. I've written down four <laughs> ten.
0: Yeah. And remember, we're missing our number one forward in the VFL, which is Aaron yes. Francis, <laughs> right, <laughs> yes. who was our highest goal scorer before he left. That's the kind of team oh. we're playing with. So if we just plan it out a little bit, just play, let, let's lay out what's happened in the last like twelve months. We let go of guys like Ronke. We let go of guys like Bell. Uh, uh, um, O'Reidan, retired. Callum Simclair retired. These are the um, uh, Lewis. Ro- I, f- I said it again. Lewis Taylor.
1: Lewis Taylor. Lewis yeah. Taylor. Yeah. A lot of the depth. A lot of the depth players. That's right. Yeah. Um, I recall steve-o bringing this up quite a number of weeks ago saying there are alarm bells all over our depth and this unfortunately we've been asking a lot you know of 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 the people um you know coming up through the ranks and we're realizing that there aren't many there um and so yeah for the people that are calling for some of these um players to be replaced um if you've got any ideas (laughs) Please send them through. Yes,
0: send them, send them straight to uh, the club because they also want to know. <laughs>
1: That's right. The positive thing was that Wix was back in the VFL. Yeah,
0: yeah. Wix is back, the absolute unit back. that he is. I mean, yeah. there's quite a few names here that people mention that could come in, but you also need to understand, these guys are very young. So, I'm, Like Stretch McAndrew, like, he is exciting He's doing very very well as a ruckman in the VFL. Um, 22 years old, 209 centimeters, over 100 kilos. He looks the goods, but he's also a 20 22 year old who's had no VF, uh, AFL experience, and I think he's in his first year of AFL. So, mm. uh, so he is not quite there yet. Uh, Hugo Ho-Kahan, H H K, 19 year old in his first season um, as well. So. He, and you've got – so really people who we can actually bring into the team that have had AFL experience, you've got names like this. Lewis Mellican would be the first name you'd throw out there,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: he's had, as we know, plenty of AFL experience, looking very good. Him and Aaliyah Leah were fighting for his position for a little while there, and Aaliyah Leah went on to win. It's three. hard
1: to believe that now, isn't it?
0: Imagine, remember those days? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah that happened and the other name that we throw in there that's had um some afl experience ready Corey warner one game right so i mean Mm. sheldrick two games okay that's the kind of people that we're working with here we're not dealing with a lot of talents in sorry let me let me rephrase we definitely have talent. These kids have talent, but they're very, very young. They're very, very green. We don't
1: have the mature, the mature talent. That's
0: right. Wixie is the other guy that we can throw in. there. definitely have plenty of AFOs. And, and,
1: and Dill Stevens, I guess. And Dil Stevens, of course. Pretty big chance of, of coming back, you'd expect. Although Gus, Gus Sheldrick yep. was probably the, the best on.
0: Definitely. Wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. So I think the Gus bus probably comes in to this. I would love to see the Gus bus come into the centres. I mm-hmm. I want to see. He was he's renowned for just throwing his head over the ball. He's kind of like a uh, like a Hanabry or a type kind of thing. Like yeah. he would just get in there, riff out the ball, get it on the outside, and then like puff his way out to the next contest. Uh, love it. So I'm really looking forward to seeing him actually apply his craft at an AFL level. And I suggest that probably against North that we're going to talk about in a second not
1: a not not a bad time
0: maybe a good time to
1: yeah. give it a crack yeah Yeah.
0: i mean what, what have we got to lose at this point like we're gonna to have to blood these guys in their positions eventually i guess that's what we're talking about here yeah i mean what do you what do you reckon is there any positions any places of players that might be worth just dropping for the sake of giving them a rest or just to trial some things out Or,
1: oh i don't i don't know if there's anybody that i'd necessarily drop i mean whether or not you know, we haven't obviously really heard what the injury toll is any any further than Mills and um, and Jumbo at this stage. But if some of them are sore, you know, depending on what the injury is, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm inclined to give players a rest this week if if needs be. Um, what I would love to see um, is more of Will Hayward up yeah. forward. He's actually a semi-key position player <laughs> in my opinion and he's takes a damn good mark and he's a good kick for goal and he's actually, you know, kicked on a few occasions multiple goals. Yep. Um, I don't know quite what what was up with Will, um, you know, on the game on Saturday and I think he did. He took a knock, an early knock to his elbow um, from from memory but I think more of Will Hay. I think we can get a lot more out of Will Hayward. Um, So him forward for me um, would be something that I'd want to see. Yeah, love it. Um, The other call out that Luke Hodge made around Buddy is, and I'm pretty sure he already is playing further up the ground as it is, but giving him more of a go on the wing um, to get him into it.
0: Yeah, I find that interesting. That's an interesting point Mm. because I don't think Buddy's problem is – I mean, he, he's good. He's a great field kick, um, and he knows how to go get the ball. But I don't think he can run anymore. I think that's a big—that's a yeah. big part about being a winger. Like.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's more around getting him a- around some of the stoppages because he's a big—he's a big body, yeah. and he can tackle, um, and just you know, I suppose sort of yeah, trying to get him get get him around it a bit more, and not not all the time have mm-hmm. him on the wing, but just in patches. Yeah. Um, just sort of moving him around a bit, um, you know, I don't think any, any of us have the answers, but just a, through of the, a, f- a few of the ideas being thrown around. But I agree with you, pace pace is difficult, so it'd have to be circumstantial, I think, yeah. around when you do it.
0: I mean, uh, Noddy's been talking for Buddy to go into the ruck for a couple of years. <laughs>
1: I've and I, I've always laughed and said, "You don't know, send a Lamborghini in to plough the fields." Yep, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so,
0: yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. We're not we're nutty. We're not saying you're wrong. We're saying I just, we're and saying, maybe okay. he's
1: not a Lamborghini anymore. You know?
0: that that could be. Maybe ploughing the field is what you do with a twenty-year-old Lamborghini. A Thirty-six,
1: thirty-six-year-old. Yeah. Um, key forward, yeah. yeah. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm open to experimenting with, with, with Lance. Uh, you know, around where, where he goes, because he does still have a lot to offer, and I think it's just more around being smart. Yeah, you know, about around where he goes. So. I,
0: I think it's funny with Buddy, like even when he's playing not his best, and I mean the service inside fifty was the big, bigger issue, and he just got, out, he has got outdone by some of the guys there, just taking better contested marks, and that's not his game, right? But even when he's not at his best, he's still freaking dangerous, right?
1: Oh, big t- 19th, he still takes the number in. one defender. Yeah. the number one defender every time, and nobody expected when he went around again this year that we were going to lose key forwards yep, yep. like we have, and he was basically going to be the lone, the lone one standing, yep. I mean, which he is. One of
0: the KPIs we had in the in the pregame, uh, the preseason uh, chat was. The KPI for the Swans is to limit Buddy's time, only utilising for the right matchups, injuries. Yeah. Look up, you know, just sort him out. Make sure he gets in front of the crowds when he needs to, you know. And that, mm. but we wanted to see Logan as being the key guy. We didn't have that luxury, I'm afraid, this year. Like the one game we saw when we played the Hawks in that VFL team that they threw out there, when we had um, uh, Logan and Amati kicked nine goals on them to outscore the whole Hawks team. That was fun, but I mean that was yeah. forks also. But Buddy wasn't in the pitch, and that's what I was. That's what I wanted to see. I want to see less of Buddy in the forward line. We didn't have that luxury this year.
1: Yeah, so, this 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 was never what we had planned. No, and I don't think this is what he signed up for either. No, that, thinking that, that he'd go around again.
0: That is a really yeah. good point. I don't think he signed up to <laughs> to be part of a team that's just you know, being held together with some sticky tape. So
1: yeah, exactly. And yeah. his clangor, unfortunately, has been around it's big time, hasn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's got to be one. That's got to be the biggest clang I've ever seen from him to just to try to play on and just get just
1: without a doubt. He was five meters away from the (laughs) goal.
0: Just take the kick, buddy. Like, uh, and just the
1: the look on his face, God, I just felt for him so much. He was just furious with himself. And unfortunately, um, yeah, the VFL media, shall we call them, has been having an absolute field day with it. Yeah, yeah. So I reckon Buddy's going to kick a bag this weekend is my prediction. Shut everybody up.
0: He, lo- he does love to shut people up. I like that. That's- he he does. does love to just yeah. – he gets propped up for it. He's got that Michael Jordan energy, which is like I took it personally, that kind of vibe.
1: Big time, yeah. big time. Yeah, yeah, I'm backing him. Yeah. I'm backing him to, to, to come back firing. So.
0: You were mentioning that Nick – is it Del Santo?
1: No? Uh, no, his the other, other – his teammate, Lee Montagna.
0: Montagna. Montagna. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Can never say it. Basically calling for a, a Lance Franklin um, road show, shall we call it, <laughs> for the last – what are we? Are we 13 – Get 14 games? What's left Lift, in the year? The think, home away yeah, season. That. Yeah, yeah. To announce his retirement immediately, to wait for it, to inject some positivity into our year <laughs> – and allow the fans a chance to celebrate him. So to basically roll him out like it's Johnny Farnham's farewell tour across
0: <laughs> across
1: the whole <laughs> yeah. across the whole country. One last
0: time, yeah.
1: One last time because that suits Lance Franklin's personality, yeah. doesn't it? Not. When
0: have you ever <laughs> seen Lance Franklin try to make it about himself? Like, Seriously, like he does. That is the worst idea.
1: <laughs> oh, it is. And look, you know, we all. I think. I think all of us here. Um, can appreciate this will be his last year. And to all the fans out there at the MCG or Marvel or wherever, Optus, wherever you may be, please give this guy a big cheer. Yeah. And do treat it like, you know, this is his farewell tour because it, it, is, it is. But he doesn't yeah. need to come out. He doesn't need to come out and say it. Um, so the, the fans just get around him because, honestly, um, what an absolute walk-up Hall of Famer and it is the last probably few weeks. Yeah. of his career so um i don't think we need a, a a retirement road show um to do that
0: yeah yeah look he only needs one injury before it's just all over for his season as well right and his career yeah at this point so yeah let, let, let's not mess around here enjoying while we have him like yeah like yes he's not himself but you wouldn't and give be, him a
1: break yeah you yeah. wouldn't be
0: out uh, like 36 year olds and 19 seasons or whatever it freaking is yeah it's like yeah, it's, it's a different buddy, but he's still one of the best. He is the best modern forward that we've ever seen. He's already bought himself that place up in Queensland somewhere, probably the next house next to freaking um, Plugger when those oh, two yeah. are just going to go up to pasture and just never see the media ever again, right? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, That's the yeah. last time you're going to see those blokes <laughs> ever. 100%.
1: Yeah. They
0: love that. They're just like, and what do you think he <laughs> came up to Sydney? He came to Sydney because he wanted to get out of the bubble. Right? Yeah. So yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Montagna. That is the worst <laughs> idea, mate. That is a terrible idea.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, pull your pull your head in, mate. That is terrible. <laughs> I mean, all right. So that's that's the injuries. For this week, we've got replacements to talk about. Millsy's out. I think we we kind of ran over it. We suspect that probably Sheldrick's the first guy to kind of roll in there. Um, he's been knocking on the door pretty heavy uh, on mm-hmm. in the VFL and maybe he does get that run on in the inside and that'd be really good because i think that's where he uses in both uh, best sorry um anyone else that we suspect might be coming in I- i'm not really sure
1: the good the good lad
0: the good lad yeah he probably makes his way into that forward line i say uh, yeah
1: i'd i'd say that that seemed likely um horse was was <clears throat> sort of hinting at the fact that one of hickey hickey or the good lad uh, might shoot up forward um yeah. So that would I'm, I'm presuming he's okay. that was quite precautionary, I think him missing that game against Frio. So I'm hopeful that he will come back in because he' is actually become very, very important as a good lad.
0: Yeah, despite mm. all the the fans just constantly freaking out about him, but yeah he does yeah. he has been the last couple of weeks anyway in particular, been quite good. so
1: yeah, yeah and we're coming up against a um, injury decimated uh north melbourne yeah yeah
0: well let's get straight into that then yeah so as you said off i was like oh my god we're playing north melbourne i mean i can't believe i'm actually having to look up north melbourne stats i didn't think that was one thing i was gonna have to do this year <laughs> and i was i was looking through the stats um I, i'm sorry friends uh swans fans out there we're quite equal uh which is uh pretty disappointing to see uh at this point of season but i mean that's that's what we that's what we get that's what you get
1: yeah
0: so like um let me have a quick look yeah look disposals were just about equal um kicks were a bit higher handball's about the same um we outdo it inside 50s although we haven't been that good recently disposal efficiency is about the same um freak free kicks doesn't matter um but like clear clearances are about the same um stoppage clearance is about the same contested possession is about the same uncontested possession is about the same so we're really not lighting up any particular spot in that and then you mentioned it is 15th versus 14th so maybe
1: 14th versus 16th yeah sorry, and there's only one there's only sorry. one win that separates us there you go and north are possibly getting a priority pick so <laughs> I don't really know how that works out. The percentage, we are separated on percentage, which I suppose is worth calling out, but we're only we're a win we're a win the difference. Um, yeah.
0: I mean for two totally different reasons, granted. But totally. Totally yeah, different yeah. reasons. But yeah. That's the reality of it. So we can either get angry at it or we can look at it and try to figure it out and get this. Well, on the back and win of the game. Effort. Win
1: the game, right? Win the game of the game. Um, it's always fun, isn't it? Horse versus Claco. This is a slightly different setting mm. than usual, but I think they love coaching against each other.
0: Yeah, yeah, they do. I would love to see what the numbers are. I mean, granted, quite a few of those years were with the Hawks, and the Hawks were kind of quite good there. But
1: well, they had the dynasty, didn't they? There, the but, dynasty. Um, yeah. Nah. But... So yeah, I was I was looking at at North's list profile, and it's really similar to our to ours. Mm. Average age twenty three same as ours, and we both sit around that sort of 70 games worth mm-hmm. of experience. The one kind of, I suppose, positive thing from our side of things after we've been physically manhandled and bullied by bigger bodies mm. <laughs> in the last little while is that looks like it's a little bit more even, the sort of weight and height sort of profile is, is sort of similar. And the fact that they're so heavily undermanned, mm. um, word is that they're possibly going to lose six players from their game. On Sunday,
0: wow, yeah, yeah, um, some big names there. I was, oh, we were looking at that earlier, weren't we?
1: Davis Uniac being the a big name, yeah, the big, the big name. Um, Aiden Cor so,
0: is out. Yeah. Tom Powell, Darcy Taka, Lucky Young, Cam uh, Zohar. Some of these names are yeah, right, a decent Zoha. players. Wow. Yeah, mm,
1: yeah. So it's an opportunity for us, but it's certainly not a, a game that we'll be taking for granted um, yeah. by any stretch. Yep. The last time we played them was in August of last year. We won by thirty-eight points. If you recall, Nick Larkey kicked seven goals against us, so that'll be something to think about.
0: Who gets lucky? Yeah, mm, right. <clears throat>
1: so they do have they do have power, you know, in places. Um, like to think that, you know. That we stand a reasonable chance, but I think all of us, you know, are now taking each game as it comes and hoping for the best performance that we possibly can.
0: Yeah, I yeah, hundred percent. Like it's mm. not the, it's not the gimme game that we were expecting no. it to be percentage booster. Um, yeah, especially yep. with Millsy out and Logan out, like mm. on top of all the injuries that we've already got. That's yeah, really taken us down another peg. So
1: yeah, we play work. well at Marvel, though, don't we? it sits
0: us not the yeah. last game not the last game i watched there last game i watched there was against the bulldogs and we, oh. and we went, <laughs> and it was like 17 behinds or something oh, oh that's,
1: my god that's right not, yeah but that's okay i then.
0: knock on wood oh, yeah. that's not going to happen this week i know yeah mm. All right, look, let's get into the last thing. Um, I did a round nine wrap up uh, with another podcast, uh, Donnie's Disposal, which is a wonderful and really entertaining US based uh, podcaster. Um, it's actually a video cast. Um, so you've got some video there so you can see my lovely face at first thing in the morning when I'm trying to drink my coffee as we go. Um, it was a lot of fun. He's a great guy. Um, if anyone, go out there. It's on Spotify and everywhere else that you would imagine it to be. Um, he's also probably the number one guy out there about AFLW. <clears throat> and we've got some cool things I hope to get on with him as the AFLW uh, season starts to get up and running. And in particular, the Swans team, uh, the AFLW Swans team, is looking like got some nice pieces of the puzzle there. So go out there, listen to him, support him, listen to his stuff, um, he's a really good guy. Uh, what have? What else have you got on your side there, Jules?
1: Yeah, um, just the sad news. Really, you know, coming from the last week around Sam Reed. Um, Reed injured, injured himself in the final pre season game in March, and I think they were kind of hopeful that he would be back for the second half of the year. Um, but he's had to undergo another operation, ending his season. Oh my God.
0: And, is this the is that it? Do you I, imagine that this is I the last so. season. Yeah, I, I think, think so. so too.
1: So if if that's the case, God, he's had a horror run of injuries and so much promise and he was just so good for us in the back end of last year particularly. Um so yeah, just just some sort of sad news I guess in that regard and you know, we wish we we wish Semi Reid well. Um, but on to sort of lighter and more exciting things, um, our game against North Melbourne. This weekend marks the start of two rounds of Sir Doug Nicholls rounds, which is a highlight of the football calendar for everyone. Um, it's just an amazing opportunity for all of us to get out there and celebrate, acknowledge and thank Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander players, volunteers, administrators, umpires, fans. Past, pre- past, and present, and just celebrate—you know—our wonderful football community. So, really looking forward, you know, to that over two rounds.
0: Yeah, perfectly well said. Can't agree more. I, yeah, I love it. I think it's the best thing in the calendar. Um, that and Pride Round. I love the ideas of what the AFL does. Um, so yeah, celebrate at will. I. Can't get enough of it. I really particularly like it when each of the teams change their name to be the re- the area that they are from. Yeah,
1: we haven't done oh, I that. that. I hope no, we do. No, not yet. Have we? I hope we yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. It's such a it's 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 such a cool thing. I noticed that um that Frio, that, that Frio mm. in Melbourne um particularly have done that. So hopefully, uh, yeah, some of the Swans up, up there in Swans House can can hear us. And next year, let's let's get on that too. The,
0: the Gadigal Swans.
1: Oh, I, I love it.
0: I suggest that probably it's because Sydney is such a big area. Um, Could be. Because there's just so many pieces, and it's probably, probably, there's a lot of different mobs around. So mm, it true. might be hard. And to be like, oh, we're only this one. Well, like just one.
1: Eastern Sydney, for example. Yeah, like exactly. How arrogant
0: people. is that? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: No, As okay, I live cool. in
0: Eastern suburbs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's the only reason. But, yeah, awesome. Can't say enough of it. Well, look, we may have gone over time. I Again, thank you very, very much for listening in. It is a tough listen when the team loses. We know that. It's hard to get around them sometimes when you're just trying to get around yourself. We're trying to work out what's happening. But we do appreciate everyone listening in. Um, and, uh, yeah. Look, we'll probably see you at the MCG. Look out for all the Swans fans. Cheer loud. It's still the season's ahead of us. We've still got some exciting things to happen ahead. So up until then, up, up the, bloods. the bloods. And can you Swannies?
1: <laughs>